Welcome to the Learn Stage Lighting Podcast. This is the show where newcomers and professionals alike come to learn more about stage lighting. And now your host, David Henry. Hey everybody and welcome to today's show. As he said, I'm David from Learn Stage Lighting and today we're trying a new format. So I'm really excited. I kind of teased this last week because last week's show, if you're a regular listener, and I know there's a number of you out there, was a little bit different because we only did a main segment. And the big reason for that was, you know, mostly because it was long. You know, it was this interview that I did with these great folks from NTech, and uh, we talked about pixels, and it was really good. So if you missed that, go to learnstagelighting.com slash 031, and uh, it'll take you right to the show notes for that episode, and I'll allow you to listen to it, da- download it, all that good stuff. So I don't want you to miss out on that if you're interested. All right. Now, today we're going to do only Q&A, okay? So it's a little bit different, but I think um, it's a cool kind of new format I want to try. I've been getting more and more Q&A questions than I can answer, and I want to be able to answer them all here on the show to help people. So what we're going to do is every second week of the month, I believe, is it the second week or fourth? um, Two weeks out of the month, we're going to do a main segment, and two weeks out of the month, we're going to do Q&A. We'll do news on the main segment weeks too, unless there's something just absolutely shocking and terrifying them but there usually isn't because let's face it you know what we're doing here in the lighting um with the exception of rigging and power isn't really life or death but when we talk about design and things like that you know the news can wait a week so with that guys let's dive in and, and talk about your questions i sent an email out to the learn stage lighting email list if you're not on that go to learnstagelighting.com slash quiz and uh, you'll answer a few questions and get a free guide personalized to exactly the type of lighting that you work with. Okay, so go there and uh, then you'll be on the email list and I'll send out before these Q&A episodes that I'm looking for questions so you can send them in. All right, so Adrian wrote in and uh, he said, or she could be either. Um, Hey there, David. I've been a user of Alation's CompuShow for about two years. It's great, but not really friendly for RGB AWUV fixtures. Do you have a software I would recommend that is smooth to patch and program these kind of fixtures? Thanks again, Adrian. So I'm not super familiar with CompuShow. I got to start out with that, but I think I know what's going on. I think in CompuShow and a lot of programs, you know, like Show Express, things like that, um, you know, they primarily have you select colors via the color picker, which is fine. But then when you get to the amber, white, and UV, they kind of don't even use those colors when you're choosing colors. And, you know, your fixtures got those LEDs, so what's a person to do? Um, So the short answer is, from what I understand, there's some kind of patent out there that I believe ETC has that makes it so that other console manufacturers can't use more than RGB or CM and Y in a color picker. I don't know what it is, and I don't totally understand it, But what I know is that out of all the major consoles out there on the market, I believe it's only the ETC consoles, not even the high-end consoles, which they bought um, last year, earlier this year. But I believe it's only those ETC consoles actually have a color picker where you can click, and, and when you click on a color, it factors in the amber, white, and UV. Now, part of that, of course, what they did is very difficult because especially when you get to the amber, white, and UV, the... Um, the exact mix of the colors, the way that the amber, white, and UV look from fixture to fixture can vary greatly. And if the amber at the source is different, 
and you have a couple different fixtures of different types together in a show, and then you click, say you click, you know, kind of an orange, and it mixes amber with red and green to make that, then it's going to look different on all the fixtures in the color picker. So not only I'm kind of answering the long way to a simple question, but it's not really that simple in the in the sense that, you know, a lot of the times, I again, I, I'm kind of making some judgments here on CompuShow because I'm not super familiar with it. Um, maybe James from Alation Support will reach out to me after this or something if he listens. Um, but basically, what I like to do, you know, and I might be a little old school in this, is when I'm using a console, I like to go ahead and use, you know, not the color picker, but the actual encoder wheels to set my colors so that I can mix them and make all my fixtures match exactly, whereas it's a little harder to do in a color picker. Now, you asked for a recommendation, so I'm going to give it. Um, I would say, you know, uh, this is such a tough answer because I don't want to give you a console that's too complex for what you're doing. Um, but I also, on the flip side, you know, don't want to, um, I don't want to give you something that has a color picker that doesn't pick RGB, AW, and UV. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough answer. I'd say if it's not killing you, stick with what you've got. If you do want to make a step up, you know, look at Alation's Onyx software. Used to be called MPC, used to be owned by Martin, but Alation bought it earlier this year. It's a professional level console, but as you start to do complex things and you want to be able to control more complex fixtures, then Onyx is going to be there for you and it's going to do that and it's going to do it with ease per se. Now, it's it's a professional level console, okay? And I, I get a lot of people who are brand new beginners with lighting who get into it and they come and join my trainings and, and we help them get started. But it's not always the easiest to get started with. So keep that in mind, Adrian. But if you take a little bit of time, follow the videos online, you know, maybe join Lorian Stage Lighting Labs. Um, that's a plug for the sponsor of this show. And then get into my community and, and get those videos and that personalized access where, where I help you personally get your lighting right. Um, and, and just take a look at it and, and it might be what's right for you. All right. Christy writes, I am interested in stage lighting for the high school. Do I have a resource for you? Christy, at this time, I do not really cover lighting in the school setting, mostly because there's a few websites that do that really well. So I'm going to link to one called Stage Lighting Primer. It's actually, oh, it's stagelightingprimer.com. I knew it was something like that. And they basically designed it. They call it Stage Lighting for Students. And it's a theatrical-based um, website that, that's it's based on, you know, lighting for the theater, which is probably what you're doing. You probably already have some lights installed, I'm guessing. Most high schools do. And it really walks you through how to light a theatrical style show. And so I think this is exactly what you're looking for. And, and sites like these, there's a few others out there that are similar in the theater lighting world. Um, but this one's really aimed at students. And I think it'll really help you, Christy. All right, Taz writes in. Oh, hi, Taz. Taz, I believe, is a Learning Stage Lighting Labs member, if not a member of one of the other trainings. And so, hi, David. I have a question about your thought process for cues and cue lists in MPC. By the way, Taz, um, MPC is now Onyx. You can all put a link in the show notes. Um, I'll have Carrie do that for um, where to get Onyx at obsidiancontrol.com. And Obsidian's a little hard to spell, so I'm just going to send that link to you. Um, you can upgrade to the latest version of MPC called Onyx. There's not a ton of changes in it, but your dilemma, 
is you want to use a MIDI controller and a Kai APC40 with your laptop live to busk your lighting show. Can you program multiple cues per playback button on your console or keep it simple and limit yourself to one cue list and map that cue to one button? Okay, Taz, now I would go ahead and I believe you're in my Learn Stage Lighting Labs program. I'm going to look it up quick. Um, but you, you probably, you know, I talk about in Puntastical in my course in Learn Stage Lighting Labs on running lights live with lighting. I um, know you're not a Learn Stage Lighting Labs member. You're just a, you're just a, Lighting Basics Blueprint member. So actually, I'll email you back, Tara, because you joined the Lighting Basics Blueprint, you can actually try out the labs for free because um, I don't think you've done that yet. And so I want to make sure you get that info so that you can go ahead and um, and check that out. Let's see. Yeah. And, and check out the labs. Check out this course called Puntastical. I want to make sure you get that um, in your hands. And so um, I'll send you that link personally. And so... But regardless, um, you can do multiple cues per playback button, and you could also do one cue. It just depends. What I like to do, the short answer, and you'll you'll see the rest in that course when you do join. The short answer is basically, you know, if it's something similar, like I like to do multiple cues for all my colors, you know, say the two color scheme, then I'll have two cues and the color switch in the cues. But if it's something like, you know, positions or movement or gobos i generally like to just put one cue per button you know on the apc 40 you've got a lot of buttons which is great i've got one personally it's a great midi controller plus you got some faders now when you're talking about mapping them there's there's two ways to do this in mpc the first is to use a companion program called show cockpit and it does a great job it um it allows you to be able to map midi to MPC now Onyx and the Onyx version is not quite out yet, but um, the developer Ricardo is let, has let us know that it should be coming out soon. So I'll have that link in the show notes or you can just go inside of Onyx and I'm going to link to the uh, page in the manual for this. You can actually go just in the manual or rather in the software and um, set up MIDI macros. So what this will do is assign to a specific list a specific button on the APC. And that actually is pretty easy to do as well. I'll, I'll put that links in the show notes. Uh, so those are kind of two options there as to how to map MIDI. And there's, you know, the, the show cockpit method is easier, but it's going to cost you a little more. And it's, it's more flexible when you want to make changes down the road. But if you want to just set it once and forget it, you know, take a look at the MIDI macros that are inside of the Onyx software, um, formerly MPC, because, um, that might do everything you need, and it's all within the software. Awesome. All right. Now, John writes in and says, what wattage motorized spotlights do I need? And at what height do they need to be mounted for a 25 to 50 foot wide stage? Um, you see spots at varying wattage, such as 65 watts, 75 watts, 100 plus watts, etc. Um, what do you need? So, John, um, this, is, this is a tough question to answer with the brief amount of detail. So I'm going to walk you through what I think about when I, when I answer this question so that you can figure out um, what's best for you. So I'm guessing that maybe you, you know, do productions on different stages in different places. And that's why you've set a 25 to 50 foot stage. Cause I mean, that's, that's a big difference, right? I mean, a 50 foot stage is literally twice the size 
as um, a 25 foot stage. And so, you know, that's, that's kind of a big deal. Right. Um, and then wattage wise, you know, this all comes down to some weird physics and stuff. And the reason I explain this is because it's, it's really, I don't want to say that it doesn't matter, but in lighting, everything builds upon wherever your base is. And what do I mean by that? Well, let's think about brightness for a second. Say you're doing a performance in a room that's pitch black or very dark, okay? Kind of a typical concert venue, right? Then you can get away with lights that aren't that bright, and it's going to look okay. In fact, it's kind of more about the human eye, and the bigger the room is and the further somebody can be from the light, from the stage rather, then the brighter the light needs to be for it to look clear and, and crisp and bright enough, per se. But it's it's but when you're talking about, you know, hanging them maybe behind the stage for some backlight, um, you know, there's there's not a real answer here, John. Um, I would go ahead, you know, and factor in, okay, what do you have existing for your lighting? Well, you want to be as bright as what you already have or brighter. If we're talking about house lighting to stage lighting, our stage lighting needs to be brighter than our house lighting. But then you throw in, you know, what wattage do I need? And I know that that's, you know, the way that manufacturers often present things because it can be hard to get into the nitty gritty details of actual light output, but it actually matters a lot. Depending on the type of light and how well they've built it and how well they've built the optical, you know, bits inside it, you can have 200 watt moving lights and they could be very different in brightness. You know, not only just straight coming out of the lens, but we can also factor in zoom. A lot of the cheaper, less bright fixtures have a really narrow beam. They have a really narrow lens on them. They're zoomed in really narrow. And the reason they are is because it makes them look brighter if you take, you know, the same amount of light, say you take that 100 watts and you focus it at 15 degrees, you know, 15 degree spread to it. Well, that's going to look a lot brighter than if you have a 50 degree spread to it. And so what I'm saying here, John, is, um, you know, I think what you're doing here is you're asking a really simple question, but it does not have a really simple answer. It's going to depend on what you already have, and it's going to depend on how much brightness is in the room, and then it's also going to depend on how far away you put it from the stage. If the light's closer to the stage, then the laws of physics are going to tell us that it doesn't have to be as bright. You know, um, you can put lights, especially LEDs, pretty much as close to the stage as you want to, right? There's not a lot of heat coming out of them, so they're not going to set things on fire like older lights, you know, with discharge lamps or incandescence. So the the kind of the point I'm trying to get to and wrap up here, John, with your question is there is no answer here, but I'm going to say if you're doing a 25 to 50 foot wide stage, you probably want the lights to be, you know, 15 feet or so in the air, maybe more. It depends on, on your stage and, and how you want it to look, you know, how high you want those light sources to be. And I would go you know, I would go in the higher range. I would go, you know, 200, 300 watts. You know, I'm thinking about um, the Chave, the 375. What is that? The Chave Intimidator Spot, 
375 is a really bright unit and um how much let's see how many watts that is i think it's it's 150 watts okay so yeah the 150 200 watt led range for a spot you know might be really good for what you're doing but it all depends on you know the other lights in the space and how bright they are and stuff like that it's kind of like you know oftentimes um you know i go to trade shows or i go to these manufacturer open houses um sorry to the ones that i haven't made too lately because things have been really busy you know when you go to these open houses where you look at the pictures on a manufacturer's website like i'm doing of this intimidator spot 375 and you know you look at those pictures and they're all in a black room you know pitch black and what that does for you is it makes the light look a lot brighter than it is when you're not in a pitch black room and so i would say mike you know i would hit sir john sorry that was the wrong name oh, i was in a bad wrong tab there but you know i would say john um aim toward the side of a little too bright a little brighter like if you're budgeting for six lights but you could buy four and they're brighter you know that's going to do a couple good things for you one is generally the brighter fixtures from the various manufactured chave blizzard elation whoever you're, you're buying from the brighter units generally have more features and are built a little better generally you know generally speaking and so you know not only that but if it's too bright you can turn it down for most of the show or you know put a prism in it like that chave intimidator 355 that i was or 375 that i was talking about it's got a prism well the prism you know gives you more coverage on the stage gives you different look you can use so john there's no easy answer here but i hope i've given you some things to think about and some things to be able to figure out how to find the right light for your stage again guys just take a quick little break from questions here um this whole segment is sponsored this whole show by learn stage lighting labs now one of the things i was thinking about the other day actually with learn stage lighting labs was i was explaining to someone they were saying you know all the manufacturers for the products I use, they have tutorial videos. A lot of them do. And in fact, some of the tutorial videos I've done for some of these products, you know, they've, I've done them myself. So what makes Learn Stage Lighting Labs different or, or why should somebody consider it? Well, I'm going to tell you, for less than the cost of an LED light, you can go ahead and get yourself a year's subscription to Learn Stage Lighting Labs. And what this is going to do to you, for you rather, is it's going to give you the resources where I'm taking what you learn from the manufacturer's videos. I'm building on it and teaching you more, or I'll start from scratch and teach you in the videos. But the way that I teach is not like a reference manual, okay? So the manufacturers, their job is to make the reference manual, and that's what their videos are going to be. You know, this is the function, this is what it does. And there's nothing wrong with that. But especially if you're new to lighting, you need a little more than that. You say, well, duh, that's the function and what it does, but why do I need it? And what should I do with my lighting to make this work? And that's where I come in. And that's where Learn Stage Lighting Labs comes in. And that's why these tutorials, these lessons, these action plans that I have in there are all different. Because instead of just saying, this is the feature, this is what it does, I say, here's how you make a great show with this console, with this gear. Here's how I like to program things when I'm lighting a band, when I'm lighting a church, when I'm lighting for DJ, when I'm lighting for music on the fly. And I show you inside these videos how to do that. And then the second part is the personalized assistance in our user forums. And 
What that does for you is it really allows you to go deep and ask questions of me. And you say, well, that's great, David, but I can go on a Facebook group or on a manufacturer supplied form and I can ask questions. And you can, and you can get places. But the thing that kind of makes our private form on Learn Stage Lighting Labs different is one, other users who are serious about their lighting are going to help you besides just me. And two, when I go to help you, I go and I look back at the questions you've asked before. I keep tracking with your specific rig, with your needs and your experience level. It's not just a bunch of random people chiming in and giving you the suggestion of the day based on only the information you gave, but instead it's me, other members looking at the whole scope of, okay, where did you start? What gear do you have? What have you asked before? And what specific challenges are you dealing with? And then we wrap those all up to give you the best answer to get you going with lighting quick. So if you are interested in this, I want to actually give you 10% off. I wasn't thinking, I wasn't going to do this, but I was just thinking about this as I, as I was talking. So we'll go to learnstagelighting.com slash 10 off. Okay. And you can get 10% off Learn Stage Lighting Labs today. Now, this offer is uh, not going to last forever. It's only going to be good for a few days after this Q&A podcast. So I want to make sure you take advantage of it. And so um, go ahead, check out that resource and uh, join us in Learn Stage Lighting Labs. There will be a timer on the page. This podcast will come out on Tuesday, um, September the 4th. And uh, on September the 7th at midnight central time, it will go away. So make sure you get in there, get that 10% off. Um, it's a discount that'll be there with you for the life of your subscription. And I'd be really glad to help you inside. Now, back to the questions. All right, so Charles wrote in and said, can you run LED and incandescent lighting on the same universe, such as MPC? Okay, cool, Charles. So you're probably newer to lighting and that's great. Um, the, the quick answer is yes. So basically, Everything, think of everything as a DMX device, everything that's being controlled by your console. Now, your incandescent lights, as you probably know, aren't being controlled directly by your lighting console. You know, there's going to be a dimmer pack or dimmer rack in the middle, right? Yeah, so now we go ahead and we say, okay, that dimmer rack or dimmer pack is a DMX device that we can control with our console. And our LED lights, our moving lights, etc., are also a DMX controlled device. And so they're really all the same. You know, you just got to remember, of course, if you're new to this, you know, don't plug LED fixtures into a dimmer pack. They're not designed to do that. They just want wall power and they want DMX, which is actually just what your dimmer pack wants, right? So they're pretty much the same thing. And yeah, you can run them on the same universe. You, know, you won't have any problem at all etc. So everything will be great there. Just, you know, of course, keep your power, you know, LEDs plug into the wall, dimmer packs plug into the wall, conventional lights plug into dimmer packs, and you're good to go. All right, Ron, where can we find a lighting specialist to come evaluate our lighting and make suggestions? We want to add some LED can lights as well as a color package. We are located in middle Georgia. We would like a person who is not selling but designing. Thanks, Pastor Ron. Okay, Ron, so what you want to look for in this case is you want to look for what people call themselves a integrator or a consultant, okay? And so what this person does is, you know, and, and there's, 
there's a couple facets to the install industry that I'm going to kind of explain here. But um, basically, you know, consultants are great. And I recommend usually that people go with them. And the reason I, I recommend that is because, you know, they are fairly unbiased. They'll tell you, you know, go with this specific gear or I'm recommending this specific gear, but there's other gear that will meet, you know, your needs. Whereas maybe somebody you're saying who's selling, you know, somebody who's just a dealer might say, well, this is what we sell. This is the piece of gear you need, but they're not going to think about other pieces of gear that are outside what they sell. And there's pluses and minuses to both. You know, sometimes you can get a better deal by just going with someone who sells and designs, you know, and I'm not talking just like a dealer who's on the internet who you call, you know, a salesperson. I mean, there's people who will come to your venue, you know, they're an installation company and they also sell things, you know, they're a dealer and they'll recommend products they sell. And you might be able to get a better deal that way because they, they may charge less of a design fee or not as much simply because they're making money off of, you know, the sale of the product, whereas the integrator is just making the money off of the recommendation. And if they're involved with the installation, a lot of the times they can be. You can hire them to come and, and manage the installation, do it, be on the ground there, and then they get that paid for their labor there, of course. So, you know, I would go ahead, Ron, though. So that's kind of the difference between the two is, you know, somebody who calls themselves like an integrator or a consultant would be, you know, somebody who's not a de direct dealer of anything. And, and you could talk, you know, when you ask them, you say, hey, are you a consultant or are you a dealer? And they'll tell you right away, you know, do you sell the things? You can ask them the, the lights or are you going to refer me to someone who sells things slash, you know, let me choose my own company. And, and they'll let you do that. Um, you know, I would go ahead and I'm going to send you a link in the show notes, Ron, to the Church Sounded Media Tech's Facebook group. Okay. This is this massive Facebook group. There's like, I think there's like 50,000 people in it. I'm in it. Other people are. And you can just type in there, hey, I'm Pastor Ron in, you know, near Blanktown, Georgia, um, whatever's in the middle of Georgia, not Atlanta, because it's kind of on the side. But I'm near, you know, in the middle of Georgia, and I'm looking for someone to help us with our lighting. I'm looking for a consultant to evaluate our lighting and make suggestions, just like you asked me. And, you know, say PM me or, you know, private message me or let me know, you know, your info and I'll contact you. And then you're going to get some people in there. Um, there's going to be people, I can tell you because this comes up fairly common, that there's going to be some people all over the country that, you know, chime in and say, you know, go with me or I know this guy or I know that guy. And, you know, that's great. But if you're a smaller church, then it may not make financial sense to fly somebody out. And, and I think you, you get that wrong, obviously. I think that's why you're asking me this and telling me where you're located. But you're definitely going to get some people who say, hey, I'm in your area. Or, you know, maybe even somebody out of Atlanta. I mean, for somebody that's coming, you know, I don't know how far away from Atlanta you are, but I know Atlanta's sort of kind of fairly central in, in Georgia. And, and I know there's people in Atlanta that do this. You know, I'm, I'm not coming up with names off the top of my head, but there's people there. So, you know, ask the question, you know, talk to a few of them. You know, they'll all talk to you for free. And then and find somebody who you feel like resonates with what you're doing. So Christopher writes in and says, I am new to DMX and stage lighting. Where do I start? Well, Christopher, um, it looks like you're, you, you obviously emailed me and you were on my email list in the church lighting. And so if you're brand new, I would go, go back in your email and find the email that I sent you, the first one that has your free resource in it, that has your free guide to beginning with church lighting. Because in it, 
I walk you through the steps, the things that you need to look at, the things that you need to find when you're starting with lighting for the church, okay? And I'm guessing you're saying new to DMX and stage lighting. I'm guessing maybe you're looking to, you know, get some lights or, you know, upgrade what you have. I don't really know because you didn't mention it in the question, but um, what I'm guessing is that, you know, that's what you're looking to do. And, and in that guide that I sent you, and, and if you're listening to this and you don't have that guide, go to learnstagelighting.com slash quiz to be able to fill something out and get that guide. Um, you know, you'll, you'll answer a couple questions, say that, you know, I do church lighting and uh, you'll, you'll put your experience level in there and then it'll send you the guide. Um, and, and follow that guide because it's going to walk you through the things that you need. And then if you're looking, you know, for a more step-by-step guide, the emails will, will show you another resource I have called the Foundations of Church Lighting, which is a full three-hour video course that, that walks you through kind of the same steps, but in much more detail with product recommendations, etc. And then, of course, there is the sponsor of our show, which I'm going to pivot to now, Christopher, um, Learn Stage Lighting Labs, which is kind of my uh, most complete offering where you're able to go in, ask questions, get access to not only the foundations of church lighting, but many more video tutorials, probably more than you need. Honestly, Christopher, I'm not sure you need Learn Stage Lighting Labs, but other people might. And, um, and, and this is where, you know, you have access to many, many hours of tutorial videos going in depth on specific things in lighting, just like we talked about in the mid break in the middle of this show. And, um, you know, then I go ahead and I help you to be able to apply that in the form. So you tell me what you're struggling with. I help you apply it. And that, in a nutshell, is Learn Stage Lighting Labs. Now, I'm giving you guys 10% off for the next few days only at learnstagelighting.com slash 10 off. That's the number 10, 1 off. I'll actually make it so the number uh, T-E-N off also works too. So that either way you type it in, it'll work. I want to make sure you guys get in and uh, take advantage of this opportunity. I'm giving you guys to get this discount not only for your first month, quarter, or year, but for as long as you stay a member inside Learn Stage Lighting Labs. Well, guys, that is it for today's show. I hope you've enjoyed this new format. I hope you've enjoyed um, this new way to to dive deep into your lighting questions and to get things answered. So next week, we'll be talking about some new things. I've got a great new segment planned for our main segment. And then the week after that, we'll go back to Q&A and it'll be fun. So I'm really excited to be on this journey with you guys and uh, always love hearing what you think, what you want. So if you are new here, go check out Learn Stage Lighting Labs and that special discount I've got this week at learnstagelighting.com slash 10 off. I'll see you guys there. Thanks. And that's it for today's show. Thank you for listening to the Learn Stage Lighting Podcast. Be sure to visit us at learnstagelighting.com to see show notes, past episodes, and download a free guide on how to begin with lighting in your specific context. I'll see you guys on the site. Thanks. Thanks.